Hey, hey, hey! Oh my goodness, I have missed y'all! So I'm going to let you on in a little secret um, of how I create these podcasts. Um, I normally do two or three at a time. Um, hopefully, I do two or three at a time. Just to be able to um, have them, and then like if something comes up and I'm not able to make one, I can go ahead and shoot them out to y'all. And um, so I'm pretty consistent with what I do. And so I haven't truthfully sat down and like talked to y'all um, in a probably a good month um, because I created about two or three and then um, I just gave them out when it was time to get them out um, and put them out there for y'all. And so I have missed you and I'm really glad to be able to be talking to you once again. Also heads up if you have not listened to all the other ones. The very first one was the longest one and we deeply, deeply apologize for that. It was a good one. And if you got like 48 minutes to listen to it, go listen to it. But um, we were just on a roll and we kept talking about it. So um, other than that, other than that one, they're all pretty short. And um, so I encourage you to go listen to those. Um, I hope to do some kind of series soon, and I also hope to bring others on to the, um, into the studio and into the podcast. So stay tuned for that, and without further ado, let's get started. Today, we are talking about salt and light, and if you have ever been to a um, church for longer than like five um, for longer than like a week or whatever like just one day then you've probably heard this sermon you've probably seen someone talk about it you've probably heard it at a church camp or whatever you've probably heard this sermon so you probably exactly know where I'm coming from but I'm sharing this with you because I heard a sermon recently and I had never thought of it about this way, but it was really cool. So I wanted to share it with y'all. This is coming from Matthew 5, verse 13. I'm going to go ahead and read the whole thing, and then we'll break it up into chunks and um, dissect this thing apart. So I'm reading from the ESV version, just so you know. And if you have your own Bibles, once again, it's Matthew, starting in verse 13. And I do encourage you, unless you're like driving or really, really busy, um, to t take time and read this either along with me or on your own time because I feel like once you get to see it and like your own mind gets to um focus on it and um break it apart on itself um break it apart itself you see so many things that you could have missed from just listening to me talk um and read the verse to you so verse 13 let's go you are the salt of the earth but if salt loses its taste how can its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people put a light under a lamp. Put light, sorry. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light in all the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. So, first things first, we're going to talk about the light. You 
or the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. So if you are a Christian, if you have put your faith and trust in Jesus, if you know where you're going the minute you die, which is heaven, hopefully for all of us, um, you are the light of the world. And you have a job as the light of the world. Just like a city set on a hill that cannot be, a city set on a hill can't be hidden. If we were to put a city on Mount Everest or Mount Kilimanjaro, and it was a big old city, and we lit it up every night, tons and tons and tons and tons of people would see it. Why? Because it's on one of the highest places or the highest place in the world. Like There would be no hiding it. So you are the light of the world. You are a city set on a hill. You cannot be hidden. You accept Jesus. This is kind of scary. Um, it's kind of like nerve-wracking um, and exciting, but nerve-wracking. Um, when I was looking over, like, thinking about what I was going to read, I got, I got kind of shook myself. But you are a city set on a hill. If you are a Christian, you cannot be hidden. The minute you say, I am a Christian, I believe in Jesus Christ, I believe he died for my sins, and I want him to be my savior, and I want to live with him forever, everyone's going to be looking to you. Everyone's going to be seeing, is she truly a Christian? Is he truly a Christian? Everyone's going to be like, is she acting like a Christian? Is he acting like a Christian? Does she do Christian things? Does she do worldly things? Now, I'm going to be honest, I, like... Um, actually, no, I'm not going to get there. So, you are set on a hill for everyone else in the world. And what is that light? That light could be your encouragement. It could be your love. It could be your patience. It could be your leadership. It could be any of the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, or self-control. That is your light, what you are good at, what you can help others with, whether that's you're good at math, or you're good at talking, or you're good at listening, or you're good at encouraging, or you're good at leading, whatever it might be, that is your light. Right, so nor do people put light a lamp and put it under a basket, but understand and it gives light to all in the house. When you light a lamp, now, back then, like, you literally had to light the lamp. Now, we just put in the plug or turn on the switch. But it would make sense. It wouldn't make sense if you just, like, covered it up with, like, a whole bunch of blankets. Then we cannot see. But instead, you put it on a dresser or a desk or a nightstand or a table or something so that you can see and you can know what you're doing and you can look at what you're doing. In the same way, let your light shine, your encouragement, your love, your patience, your self-control, your leadership, whatever, shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. So when you let your light shine, when you... And I'm not saying this in a conceited way. Like, I'm not asking you to walk up to some people who probably aren't Christians and being like, cause I'm saying probably because I definitely couldn't tell you if someone was Christian or not. That, I can't judge someone like that. Um, but um, you walk up to some 
probably not Christians and be like, listen, I have really good leadership skills and you just need to listen to me right now and I'm gonna tell you what to do. Yeah. Or you don't need to walk up to meet someone and be like, listen, my self-control is on point. Like, I never get mad. It's just so cool. Or walk up to someone and be like, I'm always so encouraging. Like, I encourage people all the time. Like, go, good job. You did great at that, right? Like, no. No, 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 no. You don't need to brag about this. But if you are the light and you shine for others and you humble yourself so you don't brag about it, but you show it off to others in a way of like, I'm going to encourage you on this because I know you're doing great and I know you're trying hard or I'm going to lead you in this because that's what I'm good at and like, I can help y'all and we can make this so much better. Um, but once again, not in like a braggy way. Um, you are that light and others are going to look to you because you are that city set on a hill. All right, is our light good? Like we got our lamp turned on now and it's not another basket. Okay, sweet. Moving on back up to the top of verse 13, you are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything, and we mean anything, except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. So, imagine if we took all the salt out of the ocean and we like took its saltiness away and then put it back in the ocean. That would be no help whatsoever, right? So as the salt of the earth, I'm gonna ask you, what does salt do? All right, so first thing, salt seasons. And I'm taking, I'm gonna take a little thing from michaelkelly.co. Um, I got this, um, this is the part of the sermon that like really struck me and I was like, whoa. That is really true and that would be really cool. So I'm going to share this with you. And I had to look up the three points because I kind of completely forgot where they were and my mind was going crazy. So, salt seasons. If you've ever had some green beans or some corn or some meat or some whatever, or some like cake or whatever, and it doesn't have salt in it, you notice. And you notice big time. Nothing spoils the dish quite like as quickly as being bland. A pinch of salt can bring out a flavor in any food. As Christians, we season the world. We season others around us with God's love, with our light, with God's word, with God's gospel. And... We, just like the salt seasons food, we can season other people's life. We can make it more flavorful. We can make it more happy, more joyful. And we can be that light by being the salt. The second thing salt does is it preserves. Now, we got a refrigerator. We got a freezer. We got processed food. We got all of this. But back then, when Jesus was talking to these people, they didn't know what that was. So they would use salt to preserve their food. The salt kept the food from going bad and enabling it to last much longer. 
when Christians, and I'm getting this once again from michaelkelly.co, when Christians exert their influence in everyday situations, they keep the world from going farther bad than it already is. We preserve it. We also can um, not only preserve the world and help the world slow down its um, badness and its um, um, bacteria, um, and I'm just using things that like get on meat um, and it's mold. We can slow all of that down just a little bit because we are preserving the world as Christians. We can also preserve God's word, and um, by we can um, read and by preserving it, we would read it and meditate in it and share it with others so that it stays alive as well. The third thing salt does is it makes you thirsty. Have you ever had a salty bag of chips? And after that, you're like, whew, some water, some tea, some milk, something would be great right now. My mouth is totally dry. Salt makes you crave water to quench your thirst. When Christians exert their influence and display what they have found, it's the salt that everyone else wants. Their thirst, like, hey, I want that love. Hey, I want that encouragement. Hey, I want that self-control. Hey, I want that leadership. Remember when we were the light, we were shining that and others noticed? Well, salt and light go hand in hand. That's why they're in the same verses. That's why they're in the same verses. The salt makes others thirsty. You being your light gives you salt to make others thirsty. So they want what you have, and what you have is Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ has the everlasting, the living water, as he tells the Samaritan woman, that you will, that will never leave you dry. So, check back, look back on the past few weeks. Have you been throwing out your salt? Have you been losing your saltiness? And by losing your saltiness, have you been moving away from God? Have you not been spending as much time as God, with God? Have you been doing what God kind of says not to do? Have you been losing your flavor? That's okay if you have. Not everyone's perfect. I know I am definitely not perfect. There are some days, some weeks that go by where I realize I've probably spent about five minutes with God. And I need to regain my saltiness. But also, do you have your light? Are you shining for others? Are you being the light? Are you showing? Are you shining off your love and your um, encouragement and your organization skills and your um, self-control and your gentleness and your patience? Whatever it might be for you, are you being the light? Are you letting your attributes your Holy Spirit's given by God shine so that others can be thirsty and so that you can preserve this world and so that you can season this world. Look back on the past few days. Do you need a little bit more salt in your life? Do you need to shine your light, your light a little bit more? I know I do. I need to work on that a lot more. And I need to get better at it, and I need to focus on it more. Let's pray. 
Dear God, I thank you so much for this day. And I thank you so much for this person or these people listening right now. God, I pray that you would speak to them. God, I pray for myself and these people that we would be salt. That we would preserve the world. We would season the world. And we would make the world thirsty for you. God, I pray that we would be a light for you. We would use the attributes you've given us. We would use the holy, uh, we would use the fruits of the spirit you've given us. God, and we would shine it for you. We would not be afraid. We would not be timid. We would not put those things under a basket. God, we would shine. And God, I pray that when others see us doing such, they would turn and look at you and be like, God, I want what they have. And Father, we all know that what we have is you. What these people are seeing in us is you. So Father, I pray that we would be salt and light for you. We would be more salty and we would shine more light, God. I pray that we would focus on it this week, God, and the next week, and the next week, and just continue it, God. And when someone walks up to us and asks us, hey, why are you making me thirst whatever you have? Or why are you so good at whatever you're doing? God, we would point it all back to you and not be conceited and um, praise ourselves for it, God. But we all know that it is from you and it is for, uh, for your good, Father. I pray that uh, this person listening or these people listening would have a wonderful day or a wonderful night, whatever time they might be listening, that they would be safe and you would protect them, Father. I thank you for this day. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I am so glad you joined me today. Join me back in a week or so for yet another She's So Pretty. I love you and I hope you have a wonderful day. She's so